Hello and welcome to Haunted Hometowns, your true crime paranormal podcast with me, Blake Lambert Hack. Tonight I have a special guest, an artist, a New York City artist yes, New named Cat. Hi. Welcome. Hi, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for being on this little spooky podcast. Thank you, thank you. I'm so excited. I know nothing so far. <laughs> yeah. But I'm ready. You're ready. Throw it at me. For some crime, for some haunts. Yes. The one thing that we have in common. So. Yes. It better be a good one. <laughs> no. Do you, uh, how would you describe a ghost? A ghost? I think it's more based off experience, so I would say just like a shadow okay. in a random room. Okay. But that's, again, because of experience, and that's yeah. like, mm, they're real. Yeah. I've seen them, so I can say that. Yeah, you believe. Yes. Oh, no, 100%. We'll get into your story at the end. Okay. But okay. like everyone listening, stay tuned. Yes. Because we got some Ooh. personal experiences okay. to talk about. But before we get into that. Tonight we're headed to Illinois. Ooh. Have you been to Illinois? No. It's but okay. I have so many friends who live over there. I should. You should visit. Because um, I wouldn't have to Airbnb. I could just crash. Exactly. So. I'm from Chicago, so I know it well. But the rest of Illinois is like not worth going to, honestly. Oh. Is this just like... It's just cornfields. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. It's fine. Dull? Yeah. Okay. This town specifically is called Savannah. Okay. S-A-V-A-N-N-A, which I oh. think is an interesting spelling. Yeah, no H. No H. Okay. But Savannah, uh, it's right on the Mississippi River, right across the river from Iowa. Like, okay. it's a small little town. So we're taking it back to 1905. Oh. May 22nd. Okay. Around 9 a.m. When Daniel S. Barry, a prominent attorney in the county... Stopped by the post office to grab his mail before heading into work. It's a regular day. A regular ass day. The post office sits behind the building where Daniel's office was. So oh. grabbing his mail and talking with his nephew who happened to be there. It wasn't like a long okay. stay. It wasn't a long walk. He just popped in. Uh, but he made his way to the office. He was arriving late that morning because he had recently purchased a home in town and was overseeing the work they had completed. Back when it was easy. Back when it was easy. <laughs> Back when you could just, you know what? Let me purchase let me just this here. Purchase house. Yeah, hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I have the funds. Yeah, why not? Yeah, at the office, Daniel pulled his keys out of his pocket, and as he was unlocking the front door to not to the building but to his office, okay, uh, two gunshots rang out at approximately nine thirty in the morning. So early. The shots too early to be acting like yeah, that. Yeah, like what? Too early. Out of nowhere. I mean, like no, people don't shoot guns, but also nine a.m. is a wild time. People are still sleeping. <laughs> Literally. Well, I don't know how it was back in the day. But... No, somebody was still sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> nine thirty a.m. Uh, the shots were heard by several people who were walking nearby. Oh, so it, it is loud. It's a yeah. It was loud. There was no silencer. It was a downtown area, so wow. there were people out and about okay. getting their day started. Nearby was a telephone office, and after hearing the shots, the women working the telephone lines stepped into the hallway and saw Daniel's body laying in front of the office door. Oh my god! They began to scream for help. Their screams mixed with the gunshots brought people 
running to the yeah. scene. Oh my god! And there they saw Daniel Barry murdered, lying in a pool of his own blood. Wow! We're off to an interesting start. Yeah. Oh my god! And early in the morning, I'm still with that. <laughs> like, like my guy was just trying to do his everyday routine. Yeah. And just yep, let's shoot him. Guess no work today. But now I'm curious. What is the motive? What's so the motive? Go. Who did it? Why did it? Did and why anybody? him? Why what what him? did he do? Exactly. Or maybe he didn't do anything. Ooh. Ooh. Well, Ooh. let's go. Let's continue. <laughs> so Daniel's office occupied two rooms on the second floor of a opera house that was being renovated or built. So it wasn't complete, but okay. it was still under construction called the Pulford Upper House. Fancy. When Daniel was found, he was still holding the keys to the office in one hand and his mail in the other. And he had a pistol in his pocket. Oh, he was prepared. He was. So he knew this was going to happen. Oh, or we don't know. We don't know. Maybe so. All right. The pool of blood was coming from two wounds uh, from Daniel, but the main source was from a bullet that ripped through the back of his head by his left ear oh my god and through his forehead above his left eye oh my god the bullet was found in the door casing okay and when examined authorities believed the murderer fired from about 10 feet away at the top of the stairs now the stairs led to the opera house's unfinished gallery area so kind of like the main staircase Mm -hmm. But because it was under construction, there weren't any locks prohibiting anybody from entering the site. So yeah. from police standpoints, it could have been anyone, anyone yeah. at this point without interviewing people. But uh, Daniel would have been instantly unconscious and died within minutes from the head wound. And uh, people who were in a store below the crime scene heard someone running through an empty room above them immediately after the shots. And another man said he saw someone run past him in the hallway, but it happened so quickly he couldn't identify the man that ran by. Damn. I mean, my question is, I guess, since it's like the main staircase, right? Mm-hmm. Could he have just been like a complete stranger and there was people walking up and down the stairs? They're like, okay, some random dude. We're okay with it. Or was it empty? I think generally speaking, the opera house was empty okay i don't i didn't read anywhere that construction workers were there i think it was too early okay so this is why i'm like yeah was it too early or was it like early enough where people are going to work i think it's going to work Okay. okay so the opera house the the theater itself was not finished okay and so there's a lot of uh openings on under construction areas however there's also like little stores fronts you you know so those were completed and people were occupying those storefronts and so people were in the stores shopping or whatever at 9 30 and um even though it's inside the opera building the building is really relatively empty okay i guess the next thing would be did this person know where he was going like did he know possibly like it wasn't just a random Okay, I'm coming in here. I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> you know, bang bang. More like, 
I'm gonna come in here one day, look around, know where I gotta go, come back next time. Now I know what to do. It's a good question. So, well, oh, we'll I guess see. what I'm trying to say was it planned? There we go. <laughs> exactly. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> was it premeditated? There we go. Well, we'll find out. We'll see it. We'll. I'll. I'll ask you your thoughts. Okay. Periodically. After, yes. The police searched the entire building for a suspect and clues, but nothing turned up. However, after doing some investigating, they had two suspects in mind. Okay, okay. So let's talk a little bit about Daniel Barry himself before we get into these suspects. We need to understand who he is as a person. Yes. So Daniel was born in Sterling, Illinois on May 14th, 1858. Little Taurus baby. Okay. Uh, not it's Sterling's not too far from Savannah, so okay. it's essentially the same area, gotcha. same county. I think his father was a farmer, so when he was not in school, he helped dad on the farm. And again, that's all there is in the middle of Illinois. So, what else can you really exactly? Do? Got it. <laughs> Outside of Chicago <laughs> and the suburbs, it's farm. Farm. Uh, so back in the eighteen hundreds, that's really all there was. Wow. Like today, that's all there is, but. Back in the 1800s, that's really it. Take a guess. When, (laughs) was it corn? Was it soybeans? Apparently, Illinois is the number one producer of pumpkins. See, I would never... Isn't that interesting? I would have never thought that. Me either. I found that out recent, like a few years ago. I was like, what the hell? That's why... I would think New England. Okay. Like Massachusetts or something like that. Uh, but maybe that's just like a witchy thing, and that's what maybe, I'm thinking. Maybe okay. that's interesting. I there. I always had access to pumpkins. This oh. is what was really funny. Growing up in Chicago and stuff, always had access to pumpkins. Okay. Always had access to corn year round. When I would visit my family in Atlanta, or mm-hmm. even just moving here to New York City, I'd be like, "Where the hell is the corn?" <laughs> it's just like we would be like it's not seasonal you were humbled <laughs> it was you're like you'll never know what you have until it's gone <laughs> it's okay exactly. privileged I see I see I just want corn corn it's pumpkin corn. I don't want to wait till October <laughs> exactly that's interesting yeah okay maybe Except I'll grow that. my own corn here in the city <laughs> in the city with the lim- limited space good luck people do uh, like bee keeping on rooftops so i'll do a corn i mean if you have i'll do a garden on my rooftop and only grow corn do you have to ask to do that probably see there's I know. always there's always restrictions they're always, always trying to limit it's us the city <laughs> okay so when daniel turned 14 mm-hmm. he worked on the farm in the summers which of course peak farming and would go to school in the winter Okay. He graduated high school in 1877. Okay, studious. He, degree. Degree. A when white it was man. easy again. <laughs> exactly. Back in the day. Uh, and even though some of the oldest colleges were formed in the 1600s in the United States, going to college wasn't the norm oh. until the 1900s. In fact, the first college in Illinois wasn't until 1828, which I think is interesting. Uh, and it was right outside St. Louis, so nowhere near Sterling and Savannah. I mean, so, makes sense. Yeah. So that's, yeah, instead of going to college is what I'm getting at, Daniel began teaching. Oh, okay. So apparently he could just teach with a high school diploma. I mean, 
mean, they probably were limited on teachers anyways. Very true. Very true. He taught for several years, but in his free time, he decided to start studying law. Daniel popped around to different law firms to gain experience while he also taught. And it wasn't until 1882 when he was admitted to the bar of the Appellate Court of Chicago. And after passing the bar, he married Maddie L. Tucker in October 1882. And the two then moved to Savannah on May 1st, 1883. He quickly became one of the best lawyers in the county and became the Savannah City Attorney. It's always the lawyers. Now I'm realizing. He was also the president of the Savannah School Board and was the lawyer for both major railroads that passed through Savannah. He said, I I can have more than one job. Yes. (laughs) I need the money left and right. Uh, And which in 1891, he was elected a state representative for Illinois' 12th district. Of course. So he was also a politician. Yeah, it's like... Even more reasons to get murdered is what I'm hearing. It's it's (laughs) politician, lawyer, Lawyer, president. president, (laughs) Railroads. I don't know. You did not make it easy for yourself. Not at all. You chose, yeah, the number one. Hopefully at the time. Probably. Exactly. He left the representative seat in 1897 uh, when there were accusations of money tampering. Oh. Something Daniel has always denied. So Listen, we don't know if it's true or not. Denials is one thing. I Evidence always, to prove it is another. I always say deny, 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 That's deny. Right. Don't make it easy for them. No, 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 no. If they want to prove something against you, make them work for it. That's right. Deny, 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 and keep your mouth shut. I mean, that does lead to some... Depends on who you're well, denying to. Yes. Not to give criminals advice or anything. Yes, but... no. You do, you're doing a crime. I'm sorry, but don't do not do crimes. Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. I'm sorry. Listen, a crime is a crime. Actually, maybe... It dep- no, 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 no. Crime is a crime. Sorry, folks. Crime is a crime. <laughs> there is a lovely gray area in there somewhere, but... <laughs> Uh, an article from 1913 states, quote, Mr. Barry was a man of marked ability, one of the ablest and shrewdest lawyers at the Carroll County Bar, and at one time had a promising political future before him had he rightly and wisely preserved it. He was the attorney for the Milwaukee and St. Paul Railway at the time of his death and was connected with the biggest lawsuits ever held in Carroll County. Unquote. So not only was he a lawyer, but he was the best lawyer in the county, and he worked for the state. So he was putting people away, dun, and dun, dun. he was making it harder for criminals. And so he had some haters behind his back, is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. So a target on his head. Okay. A hundred percent. But there's no way he didn't know. Didn't know what? That there were people who were like planning his death. Oh, I'm sure he yeah. knew. That I think for a lot of lawyers, though, it's like, well, I know they hate me, but they're in jail, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of this. That's why law is not for me. (laughs) No, 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 no. One of those lawsuits was the prosecution of the Marcus train robbers. The headline for the Woodford County Journal reads, quote, six masked men 
crack the safe on a Burlington Express train near Savannah, Illinois. One of the bandits is shot dead. Unquote. And this happened on August 7th, 1902, where apparently six men boarded the train and broke open the safe, stealing $2,500, which in 1902 was probably a decent amount of money, but it was not for being a safe in a train. There's usually way more money in those yeah. safes traveling okay. to different states and different cities. So they just happened to pick a day. Where wrong place, wrong time. Exactly. Got it. It's like you planned all of this and then you're walking out like $2,500. $2, yeah. For six split evenly between six men. And like, one gets shot. Yeah. And dies. I don't know. It's not worth it. No, it's not. Many trains back then carried a lot more money, like I was saying, but it just happened to be a light day. Someone who works on the train discovered the men and wounded one of the six. And it's thought that the robbers agreed that if one was injured, it was best to just kill them instead of leaving them for the authorities to talk to. And so... Brutal. Yeah. That is so brutal. Yeah. It's like, I, I thought you were my friend. Nope. <laughs> They can't talk to someone who's dead. Exactly. That exactly. sucks. For l- literally $2. <laughs> you could have you couldn't have picked up your comrade and just like, let's dip. Yeah. That for real. sucks. But dead men tell no tales. That's true. So. I guess a win for them. The police were able to find three of the five that got away. Oh, so it really was not worth it. No. Oh, gosh. During the robbery, one of the robbers, who they were all wearing bandanas to cover their mm-hmm. uh, faces, had slipped, the bandana slipped down his face. And so he he was identified by somebody on the train, which is what led to three of the arrests. But the other two got away. And they're thought to have escaped to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Because back then, specifically, you could disappear in a big city. Like, yeah. you'd mob people did all the time it's like you're on the run you go to a big city and you just vanish into the crowd so many people in the city so yeah so yeah that's one of the more major crimes that he prosecuted those three men and And it involved railroads so probably was like a big deal for him too yeah okay so let's get back to the murder of daniel barry a well-respected lawyer in town sure do you have any theories so far i mean the only criminals we've heard so far are the ones who stole but i i still wouldn't see the connection okay because again it's i don't think it's that big of a crime okay so you you don't think the train robbers are like revenge this revenge, is for arresting because, i <laughs> because of you we had to kill one of our men yeah, and yeah. three of them were caught i don't yeah. think so okay. okay i don't know like if it really was that big of a deal you would not let your bandana slip. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I agree. Yeah. So so far, I have no, I have no leads. Okay. So the police agree with you. They don't okay. think it's them. Their first suspect, uh, pointed at, who the police pointed at immediately. Okay. Was an ex-convict who was released from Juliet Prison right before the murder. He was convicted as. An accessory to criminal practice. So that's probably why he wasn't in for longer. Because he was only an accessory. 
which at that time really we don't know what criminal practice was you know okay. you know it's 1900 so pretty new phrasing you know <laughs> exactly it could have been anything it could have been stealing yeah. it could have been who knows this man was prosecuted by daniel and sentenced to two years he told barry that once he got out of prison he would settle barry oh no you can't be running yeah, your mouth like, like that <laughs> now the cops are gonna be on you exactly like what Two years is not even that bad anyways. No. Two years For, compared to like, what, 20? Right. Dude, yeah. shouldn't have been caught a scene with someone who was doing a crime. Should have been more, yeah, inconspicuous. Should have been home. Should have been home. Should have been home. What are you doing out? You know what? I should say that to most people I run into <laughs> on the street. Uh, What are you doing out? I get into Go an home. argue with somebody and it's like, you know what? You should have been home. Should have been home. We don't have to have this conversation <laughs> exactly. right now. Exactly. Should have been home. If you were home right now, this would not be happening. Exactly. I could have been in my bed. You know what? Let me, I'll send my cell phone. I'll go home. Toodles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this guy, we don't have his name, but okay. he lived in Sterling. Okay. But he was seen in Savannah the night before the murder. What you doing over there? What are you doing outside of your town? I, uh... The pl- I, again, don't have his name, but the police looked into him, but they ultimately decided he was not the man who shot and killed Daniel. So I can only assume that they ruled him out because he had an alibi okay. or, yeah. you know, went home before the murder. It just sucks that we don't have enough information because yeah. 1900s. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, 1900s. It's like, can't we write something down? Can someone now. keep a journal? Come on now. Are we ruling this guy out too with the police? He's still kind of iffy to me. Okay. So, so we'll keep him. Yeah, he's one. I'll okay. say one. Because you can't just talk all that and then not really do anything. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You can't be all talking, no, no bite, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I like that. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure he could have, like, gone home and then come back. Because, like, again, Sterling's not that far. Or, like, spent the night in Savannah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, makes more sense. Okay, their second suspect... Oh. ...was the man who owned the opera house. Prominent businessman Bothwell Pulford. Bothwell. I know the name. <laughs> I should turn the name. No, that's a crime. Bothwell. That name is a crime. Right? Bothwell. Bothwell Pulford. No. It does not Sorry. roll off your tongue. No, it does not. He uh, he did often go by Bot, which I think that is... That does not even <laughs> help. Bot. 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 Oh my gosh. No. No. <laughs> Listen, if I'm going to say your name, I'm going to just do my best, butcher it, but I'm going to say the full name. I don't know. Bot? Okay, if you could pick a better nickname other than Bot. Bothwell. Well. Yeah, well is like an easier, yeah. yeah. Make it easy for yourself. Like, yeah. Like, hey, what's up, well? Or maybe I would have gone by Ford, like Pulford, and just gone yeah. like Ford. the end of his last name, just go like, hey, Ford. What's up? Yeah. Nah, but I feel like with someone with a name like that, it's either you say my name or I give you a more complicated nickname. <laughs> yeah. Because... I don't know, like, even though it's a weird name, it has power. It's true. It does have power. Like, who are you going to, are you ever going to meet someone with that name? Hell no. No. Well, I mean, I would hope not. Watch me name my child Bothwell. (laughs) Uh, 
Just know that I'm going to call them well. <laughs> just know I'm calling the police. And I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I don't know about that. 911, what's your emergency? My friend just names their child Bothwell. Think about it. <laughs> think about it. What would be a good nickname? I know there's other people with emergencies, but I need you to. No, like, this, this is, is an, an emergency. emergency. <laughs> what would be the nickname? I need help right now. You have now. nothing, right? Hangs up. <laughs> so he was a prominent businessman. Okay. Uh, and there was a well-known rumor that oh. traveled through Savannah, Illinois, that Bot's wife, Lucinda, and Daniel Barry oh. were having an affair, and uh. that Bot knew about it. He said, I gotta put matters into my own hands. Yes. Let me find out the truth. Yes. Oh, gosh. So, that's where we are. Do we, I think this is a good suspect, of course. <laughs> he, like threw the other guy away placed himself <laughs> first place yeah like oh it's always affairs that get people it's yes especially love and war. in the old days come on now yes that's because that's all they had yeah in that sex small and, little town yeah exactly everyone's gonna know all they got is sex and money there's no tv there's no internet there's no lawyers come on what are you gonna do <laughs> farm what do you mean farm farm corn farm, farm and fuck that's it <laughs> oh Man, no, that sucks though, because it's a small town, so yeah. everyone knows everyone. Yeah, there's no way like secrets like that is gonna stay Ex- a secret. Exactly, there's Dang. no way. I'm. Not, I just want to quickly look up how many people were in. Yes, that's a really good. So in Savannah, Illinois, today. Okay. It's a population of three thousand people. That is so little, yes. if you compare it to New York City. Well. My high school, I say I use this as like a reference point okay, a okay, lot of okay. the times, but my high school was 2,700 kids. Wow, that's my crazy. high school was almost as big as this town, population wise. What the? Isn't heck? that crazy? <laughs> that is crazy. 3,000. I could never live there. Oh, so the population in 2010 was 2,900. So imagine in 1905. Even less than that. What, like 400 people? Probably. It's crazy. We still trying to figure out the United States. Wait, are we? Are we still? No, no, no. Ooh, not me getting my history wrong. <laughs> well, I guess like people going out of cities, I feel like yeah. we're still pretty new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, okay. So interesting. By 1900, okay. Savannah's population stood at 3,300. And 25 people because of the railroads. Yes, we so have to put that into consideration. We did, yeah. We forgot about the railroads. We forgot uh, about the traveling. shipping up and down the yeah. Mississippi River. I mean, but either way, 3,000 is still, not still very little. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, yeah, tiny. So, yeah, everybody knew everything. Everyone, and everyone that's why knew. I don't like small towns because yep. I'm not doing that. No one needs to know my business. No. But it's everyone's business. <laughs> What do you mean? Then don't do it. You were you were born in New York yeah. City. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're used to passing right. by yeah. no one you know every day of your life. That's and it. I love someone it. Someone could be having an argument in one of the train carts. I'm looking the other way. Exactly. Like what is that has nothing to do with me. Nothing to do so with me. So I don't me. need to be there. Exactly. So when people talk about small towns, I'm like literally you could be sitting outside your porch talking and your neighbors are hearing you. Yeah, and then taking in everything like you're that bored. 
and then calling their friends and be like, you would not believe what that is Sally Sue sat on her stoop. And that I'd is be so like, crazy. Which, I mean, in some ways I'm like not surprised yeah. because especially like in the Hispanic community, it's so known. We'd be Ooh. like doing cheese man stuff. But that's between <laughs> family, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it just sticks to family. Family. So that's why when I think of small town, I think of that. Yeah. Like, oh my God, can you believe she got pregnant? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But wasn't she with like this person and now she's with this person? Yeah, oh yeah. my God, then who's the who's the father? You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So small towns, that's crazy to me. Do you, lo- do you watch uh, musicals? Do you like musicals? That's okay. I only know the, f- the popular ones. There's a musical called Bye Bye Birdie. Yes. And the opening number is them on cell, f- or not mm-hmm. cell phones, but like corded phones. Yeah. And that's what I think of in yeah. every small town ever. That's, that's the image. It. Yeah, it's just like... I don't know if I could... Can you believe that town. they got... Uh, they started dating? And it's like, who cares? Uh, it's not my <laughs> issue. It's not... It doesn't involve me. Yeah. I think that's one thing that people who live in small towns, when they come here, don't understand. Yeah. I'm like, look the other way. Yeah. Just look the other way. Yeah. And you don't get in trouble. Well, I think that's why a lot of people view new york city and chicago and large cities as yeah. like not people people aren't nice there yeah and it's like no everyone's no. very nice it's just people got their own shit to deal and with so mind your business and they mind their own business yeah that's it like, <laughs> like listen you're crying i'm not gonna ask you why you're crying i don't know you if i know you then it's a different of story course, but of course i'm sorry you're crying and you're on the train yeah did that to yourself my family lives i have family in atlanta and every time i go and visit you'll drive by and people just wave to you and i'm like that is so crazy to me that's weird because i don't even know my neighbors yeah it's like don't do that yeah i don't talk to any of them (laughs) (laughs) exactly they'll knock on my door and be like who is it yeah crazy where do you live downstairs for how long five years five years (laughs) oh you've been here more than i have okay (laughs) but yeah no small towns awful uh so yeah our number one suspect Pulford, Bothwell. I'm calling him well. I'm sorry. I'm calling him well. <laughs> well, before we get into the some evidence, okay, and some ghosts, okay, we're gonna take a quick break. Gotcha. We'll be right back. Okay, on May 25th, 1905, Mm -hmm. at 7.20 in the morning, Bot Pulford made his way into his barn, as he did every morning, (laughs) to take care of his little ponies. He had ponies. I mean, I guess as a businessman, you can have whatever you want. I know, but... I would never expect him to have ponies. (laughs) Bothwell and his ponies. Exactly. Um, this is three days after Daniel Berry was Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Just so you know. But yeah, he walked into his barn to take care of his ponies. Shortly after entering the barn, a gunshot rang out. What? Okay. (laughs) That changes everything. Several neighbors and Bot's wife heard the shot and came a-running. They entered the barn and didn't see Bot anywhere. Oh. 
They checked the hayloft, and sure enough, Bot was laying there, dead from a gunshot wound to the head. So what are your thoughts now that I put a spin on this little tale? Yeah, well, now it makes me feel like he had nothing to do with it. But, but, if I put two and two together, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't you say his nephew was, like, um, the first victim? Daniel. Yes, Daniel. His nephew was there. At Am the I wrong? post office. Yeah, he worked for uh, Daniel. So there's no way that he wouldn't have known the situation had happened. Maybe he did it for revenge. Maybe maybe he murdered Well. Maybe Well was the first, you know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm always here thinking. No, that's good. I want could, that. Yes, yes revenge could have happened. But I like that theory. Stay, yeah. But you still think Bothwell did it? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Kill Daniel first. Yeah. And then somehow there was like a clue proving that it was well. Okay. And so the nephew's like, oh, let me take revenge because, okay. you know, my uncle couldn't have done, right? <laughs> uncle, right? My uncle couldn't yeah. have done anything wrong. And then, doo, doo, doo. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My theory. Okay. My theory. We'll see. Well, when examined, they discovered a single shot to Bot's forehead, and the revolver that did it was laying next to him. Oh. They concluded that Bothwell took his own life in the <gasps> hayloft. So he died well, there, of suicide. There goes that. Many people found that strange, though, since he didn't seem to be acting oddly, and... Uh, he wasn't even acting odd the morning of. Like, he was just, he Those said hi to people. Are the most mentally insane people. <laughs> yeah, mentally ill, yes. Yes. Uh, one woman said she passed by Bot the morning of, and he responded to her cheerfully. And I am not an expert on death. Yeah. Or suicide or anything like that. But I do feel like there have been reports of similar behavior before someone dies from suicide. Like you were saying, it's like... It's like the common, you know, look... Not look. You know, like, reassure your friends are okay and stuff. Because, like, you won't realize, you know, that they're going through something. Exactly. Because it's always, you know... Yeah. Every day, hi, what's up? And then, boom, next day they're gone. Yeah. So... Not that they're cheerful, but like you said, they don't want to worry anybody beforehand. There was no suicide note. But the truth is, most people who die from suicides don't leave notes. Yeah. Some studies say that only 25% leave a note. And others say over 50% don't leave notes. Mm -hmm. So once the town heard of Bot's death, a crowd formed on his property. Bot was beloved in the community. He made money early on in his career, and he made smart financial decisions and was involved in the drug industry. He owned many of the finest businesses in Savannah and, of course, owned the opera house that was being built in town. He owned and rented 47 residences, as well as all the shops in the opera building. Mm -hmm. He also owned the electric plant that provided power to Savannah. So, so he, he had, had big power. Big pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently he never kept a single book account of anything. Like, he all kept it memorized. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. <laughs> I'm like, good for you, sir. But, like, write that shit I down. mean, listen. 
no computers, no technology. Yeah. Probably possible. Probably very sure. possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was known for his philanthropic tendencies and was just well-known and liked by most. Okay. So he's a nice, well, nice person, we'll say. Later, it was discovered that he kept large sums of money hidden in his drugstore. The money was hidden on shelves behind jars, which is kind of a fun place to hide money. I guess. Bot and Daniel were good friends. But once rumors began about Daniel and Bot's wife, they drifted apart. Of course. Rightfully so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the theory is that Bot killed Daniel for sleeping with his wife. Mm-hmm. He ran down the hall on the second floor where someone on the first floor heard. Yeah. And then he passed by that man. Bot entered through a door to an empty space that led to a set of stairs. Mm-hmm. And those stairs led to a back door of the opera house most people did not know about because it wasn't like readily seen by I mean, the main street. Now it makes more sense because he's... He um, owns the whole place. Yeah. So, of course, he would know the ups and downs. Exactly. Now it makes sense. He was... That door led him just feet away from his own drugstore. Oh, so... So he could have slipped right into the drugstore unnoticed. And, and nobody would. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because Bot died of suicide before the investigation was over, there is no official statement Dang. connecting Bot to Daniel's murder. Just some circumstantial evidence. Yeah. And to this day, people have different ideas of who killed Daniel. Mm -hmm. We don't know why Bot killed himself. We don't know if Lucinda and Daniel were actually having an affair. Yeah. Uh, We don't know if the ex-convict had an alibi for the murder. We just don't know. So. Hmm. You still think Bothwell? For sure. Uh, I can't (laughs) think of anyone else. But also, it has me thinking, like, what are other suspects then? Yeah. That people have. Like, why do you think it's not him? Mm-hmm. Now, about the suicide, though. Maybe it could have been, like, his wife finally told him, hey, I don't love you anymore. Like, I was going to spend the right. rest of my life with Daniel. Right. And that was, like, the end for him. Because, yeah. wow, I just committed a crime for you. Yeah. And now you're telling me you're not even going to stay with me? Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I th- I feel like that's a good... Well, I don't want to say good. <laughs> I just feel like that could be a reason as to yeah, why yeah. he would end it. Right. I agree. And, and no suicide note, because I'm sure he didn't want to burden people. And I think a right. suicide note does that. And you're not really thinking about it when you're writing it down. So... Yeah. He, I'm sure he planned it out. Yeah. And that's why he didn't do it. Do you think he planned the murder and suicide... Or do you think... Oh, to be, like, in hand? Yeah. I don't know about that. Okay. I feel like the suicide was spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he thought about it, but he didn't think when he was going to do it. Yeah. Um, And I feel like the murder was for sure planned. Yeah. That was for sure planned. I think, uh, like, I... Back then, I'm sure most people carried guns on them. Yeah. But I think Daniel carrying a pistol on him, he knew... Which is why I think it was planned as well. Yeah. Like, he had a feeling yeah. that he, that This was Bothwell the last day. Yeah. But he didn't know when. Yeah. And I think it's still crazy that he did it early in the morning. Yeah. Because I don't think Daniel would have... Expected yeah. it to be at like, 9 a.m. Really? <laughs> Come on, my guy. 
Yeah. Also, because if he were to have done it in the morning, there's so many witnesses there. Yeah. But hey, <laughs> well managed to do it. Yeah. So, dang. I think it said that something like three thousand people showed up to Bothwell's funeral. Damn. Like the entire town, I think. Do we know how many people went to Daniel's? Not many, I don't think. Dang. I'm trying to see if I wrote it down. I don't think so. But, yeah. I mean, like, Daniel's funeral, I think, was, like, normally attended. Okay, okay. But Bothwell's was, like, the entire town show. We all love you. Yeah. But what we do know, we don't know anything. There's Uh, no real proof or anything. Yeah, we don't know anything. Thank you for not writing anything, (laughs) y'all. But we do know that the Pulford Opera House is haunted. So. Oh, well, yeah, because. Okay. The building housed a pharmacy, Uh offices, apartments, and was going to also be an opera house. But it didn't end up, I don't think it ended up being. Is it because of the crime that happened or just like other things? Well, I think because Bothwell was the owner of the building and then he died that they probably they finished the construction but i don't think it actually ended up acting as an opera house uh it's believed that daniel is not the only one to haunt the building the pulford opera house so the usual hauntings occur okay orbs of light footsteps coming from nowhere doors mysteriously opening and instant temperature changes One man visiting said someone tugged on his pant leg. A woman said she saw a spirit of a woman dressed very fancily walk up to the stage and disappear, only to reappear moments later. The spirit paused for a moment, looked at the woman, then turned to walk away as she disappeared. That is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. But also... What's that lady doing there? Not the one who's alive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, got me thinking, like, what is her story? Yeah. Okay. I wish we knew her name. I know. That would have been nice. The most haunted part of the building is the back of the opera house, though no one really knows why. That's more paranormal than, say, the front. Okay. Or the offices. But what I think is interesting, and we're going to take a little detour here. Okay. The Pulford Opera House isn't the only haunted opera house in Illinois. What the? Woodstock Opera House is said to be haunted by a woman named Elvira, who was a ballet dancer. She was devastated not getting her part that she wanted as a ballet dancer. So she climbed to the top of the bell tower and jumped to her death. Oh my god. Guests will regularly see the ghost of Elvira watching performances in seat 113 in the balcony that seat every time that's crazy people have seen the seat fold down on its own and apparently if an actress misses her line or sings out a tune you can hear (laughs) elvira sighing like judging that is crazy (laughs) is that hilarious i didn't get my part so (laughs) exactly i'm just gonna judge all these people because apparently i'm not good enough so are these people good enough right that is crazy imagine sitting in like 114 next to it and then some woman misses her line and you just hear (sighs) 
<laughs> be go like, up, exactly. And they're walking away, and you're like, um, <laughs> did you, did you, did you see that? She's pissed. Oh my gosh. Apparently, if you are auditioning at the Woodstock Opera House, you'll want to stay clear of the bell tower because several actresses suddenly enter into some sort of a trance-like state, and they'll begin climbing the stairs to the bell tower. And people have had to like pull them off the stairs. That's crazy, but I think I think that's a real thing, like ghosts possessing bodies. Yeah. So. Is that? Crazy? That is crazy. <laughs> I love Elvira. <laughs> That, listen, that's a woman with a personality. Because first, you have the balls to jump to your death. Yes. I'm sorry, that is one of the deaths I would not do. No, I agree. I know it's instant, but... Yeah, but a lot of people who have actually survived jumpings claim that it scared the shit out of them and they would never do it again. Because you have this certain amount of distance where if you change your mind or... You know, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. You're watching your own death happen. Yeah. And you have that time to think from start to finish. Yeah, like you're you're done. You know what the end result will be. Yes. And that's landing on something. Yeah. And so it's scarier than like other yeah. forms of death. But that yeah, so that's why I'm like, mm, she's confident because <laughs> I cannot do that. Yeah. And then also the sighing is just Listen, this is her opera house. Honestly, one day when I'm haunting someplace, I'm going to be judgy as fuck. I mean, what else can you do in the afterlife, exactly. really? You're just, you're going to be, oh, I'm haunting people. It gets boring after yeah. a while, so. It's like, you know what? Let me judge these people. Exactly. I have experience in this field, so I'm going to judge you. Yes. Wow. Do you think she chooses who she wants up there to, like... Like, she will, like, judge the performance and be like, oh, here's my chance. They're, they're near the bell tower. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to haunt them. Yeah, why not? And, like, possess them. Yeah. Let's go upstairs. You don't deserve it. Yeah, why not? That's scary. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is That's terrifying. What props to her, I guess. I love the idea of haunting a place and just watching, like, somebody pick their clothes out for the day and be like, you're going to wear that. Just whisper in the ear, you're going to wear that. Wear something else. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Listen, I'm dead. I can't help. But a little advice? Yes. Not that skirt. Or when they're eating lunch or something, be like, a moment on your lips, forever on your hips. <laughs> Just be the oh, no. bitchiest ghost you possibly can I be. I love that. I love that, though. <laughs> I love that for her, that she can continuously do that. It's so good. So, Pulford Opera House isn't the only haunted location in Savannah, Illinois, either. Oh, so. Okay. There's a very large house in Savannah called the Haven Crest Castle. Ooh, I'll show fancy. you a picture because it is really cool. It's I think there's 22 rooms in it. What? Yeah. That's nice. It's huge. I want to live in a castle if I had money. Like that is pretty though. It's yeah. That is so pretty. I think the inside is a little gaudy for my taste, but okay. the outside is really beautiful. But, like, each room is themed, of course. So you get, like... Interesting. It's... Yeah. A little kitschy. I'm not gonna lie. I like that, though. I think there's certain rooms that are okay. Yeah. That room was very colorful. Yes. And then there's, like, an old gold room situation. Ooh. And then, I love that Rococo. Yes. I'm sorry. That's giving very... 
I'm in my castle. Yes. I have my money. <laughs> exactly. No one can touch me. Yes. I'd say the medieval doesn't, but, but he was like, you're, you look at this fireplace. That is so pretty. That is so pretty you would for live a here. fireplace. You would live here. If it wasn't haunted. Is you don't want Yeah. You don't want to live in a haunted place. Listen, <laughs> I already have enough stress in my life. <laughs> souls being in in yeah and I, I don't know about that well so originally a 22 room house for a couple named francis and margaret greenleaf uh-huh. and their four children oh. the oldest son kenneth fell in love with his nanny oh. harriet harbaugh who also lived in the house i need she to know like, ages i need to know ages for real they kept their love affair secret of course because how dare someone with money get with their nanny? Yeah. Well, if you need a nanny, you're not ready for marriage. That too. That <laughs> you too. need a nanny. Because she's doing everything for you. Yeah. But also age. Age. Yeah. I need to know. If they... No. So they were planning on eloping. Okay. When Harriet returned from her trip, she was visiting her family in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So they were going to elope when she got back from their trip. Okay. But I'm telling you this story because... When Harriet was visiting Chicago, her and her sister Mary went to go see a show called Bluebeard Ooh. at the, now, at, okay, it's called the Iroquois Theater. Okay. Though I call it the Iroquois Theater because it's a French term. Okay. And you Iroquois is French. Okay. But I think it's called Iroquois, but it's fine. Whatever. Uh a theater in Chicago, and they went to see Bluebeard on December 30th, 1903. Okay. The Iroquois Theater is the first episode I ever recorded for Haunted <gasps> Hometowns. Oh my gosh! And... It connects. It all it connects. It Harriet did not survive. No. And she may haunt that theater in Chicago. That's so, crazy. if you want to know more about that, go listen to the first okay. episode of Haunted Hometowns ever. Everyone you're hearing this? <laughs> There, it's a fire that breaks out oh, at the no. Iroquois Theater, and there may have been some interesting... Don't say more. Yeah, okay. Long story short, Francis and Margaret died in their house in Savannah. Okay. So the property was sold by the children, and eventually Alan and Adrian... I think that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, Alan and Adrian St. George purchased okay. the house. They wanted to restore the house, but they did... So many add-ons. The house grew three times the size How? it once was. How? Exactly. It wasn't big enough? It wasn't big enough. 22 rooms isn't big enough? <laughs> we need more. So one of the ghosts in this castle is thought to be uh, Adrian, who okay. died in the mansion in 2006. So a recent ghost. That is recent. Which you don't really see often. No. It's like a rare find. Usually they're like Victorian ghosts or something. Yeah. Or like 30s and yeah. 40s. Yeah. Wow. Some phenomena include a woman singing in the upstairs bedroom, which I love. That's cute. So not whispering ghosts, but like a singing ghost. Yeah. At least <laughs> if, if they're good at it, yeah. sing. Okay? Sing, girl. Sing. Once all the TVs turned on by themselves during a power outage... And they all were playing Big Brother. 
<laughs> what? Out of all things. Yeah. It said Adrian's favorite TV show ever was Big Brother. So See, but that's so crazy because again, like you said, we're not used to having a ghost yeah. from our time. Yeah, exactly. So that's insane to me. Yeah. That's insane to me. Wow. It's like, girl, I don't want to watch Big Brother. It better be a good episode. <laughs> exactly. Better not be no boring episode. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Big Brother though, but Someone once saw a woman in all white Victorian garb pass quickly through the Flemish dining room. See, that makes sense. There's a small room called the Princess Closet that has been acted. Uh, people have seen activity, okay. uh, such as footsteps, shadow figures lingering about, dun, 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 dun. and other similar paranormal experiences happen all over the mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks beautiful. So even if you don't get to see it, a ghost it is worth taking a tour okay of that mansion i mean i would go for the room and not the ghost but <laughs> teach their own teach their own today i think the old pulford opera house is in antique mall i believe maybe okay, that makes sense it's a little sad that it's turned into an antique I mall i love antiques though so the only positive is you can go antiquing and it's a public space so you can go ghost hunting without like needing access or permission or anything okay. so i'd be like hey ghost which one this one makes a movement or this one makes a movement exactly and then it moves thank you yeah we need their help <laughs> thank you so you're saying you would not sleep in the house that's haunted no so you would never own a house that's haunted see that's the thing though no one tells you <laughs> well fair like you will pull up to a house and you're like, wow, I'm so happy. Especially because knowing myself, yeah, I would love to live in a Victorian house. Yeah, yeah. So I'm fucked. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. Automatically, yes. Either it's haunted, or something happened. Yeah. And that's why it's cheap. Like, yeah. let's be real. Yeah. So I'm fucked. But <laughs> I don't know. I just if it's a friendly ghost. Yeah. Like a ghost that I don't know. Let's say. I hear it walk through the hallways at night, mm-hmm. but it doesn't do anything. Yeah. I'm okay. Okay. Roommates, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Fair. You don't have to pay rent. I'm here right. literally taking your house. Yeah. So, but if it's one that's annoying. Or like it's like I'm, throwing shit. Yeah. Slamming doors. F- yeah. No. Yeah. How am I, how am I supposed to live in that type of environment? <laughs> exactly. No, I'm good. So I think it depends. Yeah. And I feel like I've been near ghosts quite a lot yeah that i can i can work with it okay just don't be annoying what are your number one ghost experiences <sighs> most of them are when i'm when i was a kid okay um and i went to catholic school so here we go yeah. <laughs> here we go so weirdly enough like um, when i was young i would have weird nightmares okay um and i say weird because my mom would be like we have to go to church we have to we gotta go to church now yeah um but one instance would be um i had this nightmare where my sister and i we were in the church mm-hmm. and we were walking the aisles going to the priest mm-hmm. and the priest turns around and his head falls off oh my god <laughs> jesus <laughs> and Christ. i was like okay <laughs> We're in church, you know, we think that we're safe here, yeah. and this priest's head just falls off, and I wake up, and I tell my mom, and she's like, okay, 
we got to go to church. Like, I have to get holy water because I feel yeah. like you've been having a lot of reoccurring nightmares. And I'm like, okay. So we go to the church, right? Yeah. And we're waiting there because my mom's talking to the priest and stuff. And there's this open room, mm-hmm. right? And I'm looking at this room because I'm like, something is grabbing my attention, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm looking, right? And I see this figure walking. Okay. He's walking and it's a shadow. So I don't yeah, have, yeah. right? So it's an outline of this person. And then he sits down and I'm just, I'm just watching this happen. Yeah. Like I'm not even reacting because right. in my head I'm like, this doesn't make sense right i'm not gonna panic the priest sees me looking into that room and he's like everything's all right like what's going on and i'm like i see a shadow he's sitting right there he's just like chilling yeah and then the priest goes to my mom and he's like i need to get you that holy water because (laughs) uh recently one of our priests died in that room and i think your daughter is seeing that ghost yeah yeah yeah. the way (laughs) I yelled when I got out of the church. I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, literally, what? I was 10 or something? Yeah. And he was not quiet. Like, he was whispering to my mom, but he was really loud about it. Well, like, churches are prone to echoes. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> you can't and be quiet. Like, you, you, you can't be saying this. Long story short, when she started putting holy water in the room, mm-hmm. I kind of stopped gotcha. watching these things. But my mom told me that I've always had... A sensitive soul mm-hmm. and i think i don't know if that's a hispanic thing but she always felt like because kids grow up with sensitive souls it's easier for them to talk to ghosts mm-hmm. and that's why you, you always see kids have interaction with, right. with ghosts i mean that makes sense yeah so um another instance is um she i don't remember this yeah but she says this happened okay um in my other like my childhood home um my bed was near this wall okay um where someone passed away okay so we know someone died there right right? every night my mom would get up to go to the restroom she would see me seated sitting on my bed Mm -hmm. staring at the wall and my mom would ask she would be like oh you know what are you looking at like what's going on and i would always respond to her there's a ladybug trying to convince me to steal my face every single time she would yeah and i'm like what (laughs) what is going on and so she would have to move me to another to like another section of the room and somehow i would still talk to this ladybug about snatching my face away do you watch avatar the last airbender of course i have so very much the spirit that changes faces yes yeah yes she wanted to take my face away and i was like uh okay (laughs) sure not giving in (laughs) no i'm not gonna do that um but yeah those are some instances and i feel like sometimes i can sense something still yeah but i'm to the point where i'm like if i look the other way it doesn't exist yeah yeah, if it doesn't bother me we good we live like this is a community you know what i mean If if i'm not in your way we're good yeah so but yeah those are some instances i say the same thing about spiders all the time yeah like you can be in my house stay the fuck away from me yeah like eat as much bugs as you want you're helping me but you need warmth stay fine stay Stay away away from me (laughs) i need a six foot distance at all time yep so yeah i'm okay with giving that restriction to ghosts as well yeah because i mean listen you're probably here for a reason yeah and 
you I'm sure you are still stuck here because you have a reason yeah that needs to be done does that make sense yeah like you still have a purpose here yeah yeah um and if I can help you yeah let's do it yeah but if you're gonna be mad at me for living in your house even though come on bestie you're supposed to be gone yeah can't be mad at me yeah can't be mad. I, I, I pay for this house I agree that's right so shouldn't have died here if you didn't want other people <laughs> But yeah, no, I 100% believe ghosts are real. Ghosts are real. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of like working with them. Yeah, yeah. I, like I'm sure there's, well, no, let me stop. But I'm sure they have valid reasons yeah, yeah. for the way they behave. Yeah. I don't know. That's fair. Yeah. I do you have feel, I have plenty, but oh? <laughs> okay. I feel like this apartment Ooh. might be haunted okay and i don't know for sure because i haven't necessarily seen anything mm-hmm. but there are several times where i'll be sitting on the couch yeah. watching tv or in my room and i feel in the darkness there's somebody watching me by the front uh, door okay and i don't know if it's because you can't, like, when you look at the front door, you can't see around the corner. Oh. So I don't know if it's, like, my mind being, like, well, I don't, I can't see the end of the hallway, yeah. so maybe there's somebody back there's there. There is something there. Or if somebody is, you They're know. They're hiding. Just hanging out there yeah. watching me. But I mean. I don't know. Listen, if you sense something. I, yeah. I feel like, yeah. Brendan, my roommate, uh, he had, before I moved in. Yeah. He had a roommate with a cat and said, okay, before you start anything, I believe (laughs) that pets know what they're doing and behave for a reason. Yes. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently this cat would just sit in the middle of the floor and stare at the corner of the the ceiling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. 100% believe. Sit there and look. Listen. (laughs) Listen, that's a dead giveaway. Uh-huh. In my opinion, that's a dead giveaway. Yeah. Because they know. Yeah. It's so weird how they know, but they know. Yeah. Okay, like, your dog is not just staring at a random wall for no reason. Right. Listen, it's yeah, a... Yeah. Dogs normally... They see that ladybug. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't see a ladybug there, buddy, what are you looking at? Yeah, okay? exactly. Also cats as well. I feel like a cat would rather sleep... Yeah. And spend the rest the rest of the day just sleeping instead of just staring at a wall. Yeah. So I, I feel like that was a dead giveaway. I agree. Like there Pets is something a, here. Yeah. The cat knew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What it wow. is though is the question. Fair. I'm sure you can find history of this building. Possibly. Yeah. I think so. I mean it is a historic district yeah. or like area in New York City, so I'm sure. Because the Catholic school that I went to I don't know how I figured it out. We did our research, mm-hmm. and it was built on top of a cemetery. Of course. So. Of course it was. Yes. There was a lot of haunted yeah. situations in the Catholic school. And it just sucked because we would tell the like adults, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, you are going crazy. Yeah. We don't see that. Only for my mom to tell me recently like oh we told you things those things because you as a child should not be scared of those like you shouldn't yeah. be worrying about those things so yeah. of course us as the adult 
right. are supposed to tell you that it doesn't exist. Right. And I'm like, okay, so you just made me felt like I was insane for no <laughs> You gaslit me, it's fine. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel like if you look for, like, I guess the timeline of this building. Yeah. I can see it. Answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might. If you're really curious. If you if you don't care, if you think, you know, the ghost yeah. and I, we just vibe in. Yeah. Looking. I mean, yeah, so far nothing really has okay. happened. So, so far it's chill. Just another roommate. But, yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> one that likes watching you. I mean, hey, maybe <laughs> maybe it's also watch, watching what you're watching. Maybe. Yeah, so. maybe they really like the t- programming I watch. Exactly. Ooh, a documentary? What is it this time? Exactly. So, hey, who knows? No, I might, do, I might look into this building and see what's up. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. I do love, though, a haunted church. So I love that experience for you because I love a haunted it's church. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, one of the stories I'm writing and have been writing for a okay. long time. I want it to be an opera, so it's like a, a journey okay, okay. to write. But it's essentially this uh, novice nun uh-huh. who's haunted. Ooh. Well... I wanted to read. You don't know if she's haunted or okay, if she's okay. if she's possessed or if she has like schizophrenia or something okay. like that. But it's there will like be that. like ghostly moments in a church, and I love Ugh. a church. I love a haunted nun. I mean, there's so much space. Yes, like literally, and the front is only one part of it. Yes, that's the scary part. Yeah, because um, there'll be times where we would work for the priest too. Mm-hmm. So we would wear the robes. We would gotcha. put the yeah, yeah, yeah. those rooms. Mm-hmm downstairs super creepy yes. yeah i hated those rooms yeah thank goodness we were never um allowed to go by ourselves gotcha so it was either we all go yeah or like buddy system yeah yeah the two of us would have to go yeah but it was scary church basements oh my God. are always the creepiest so creepy because <laughs> everything is there yeah everything oh my god like the robes are down there yeah. all the bread the wine yeah. i grew up roman catholic so yeah yeah like your stereotypical cathedrals and stuff <laughs> exactly. like that. Yeah, that's what I grew up with. And just being in a in like an environment like that. Yeah. Oh, it's so spooky. Listen, Creepy. one thing, church, churches. Yes. Always haunted. <laughs> yes. I think always haunted. Well, because they do funerals there. Uh, they, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a lot going on. Oh my gosh. No. That's so scary. Listen, I did my fair share of Catholic school and just community service. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I think that was enough. Well, thank you, Kat, for joining me thank on you. this lovely podcast. I loved it. I love the conversation we had. Good. And I feel like I got to learn more about you. Yes, yeah, And also just like Illinois in general. Illinois, yeah. You like, know a little bit about Illinois now. Like, really <laughs> nothing out there. And because there's nothing out there. But also, if there's nothing out there, why did no one keep track of this? Well, good question. That's like, what else is there to do? Yeah. I could have written this all down. Yeah. But it's an interesting, interesting um, case. Yeah. It's Sucks that we'll never really know what happened. Yeah. But this one story led to. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Man, would I visit that castle? Got me thinking. You, you, I would. Yeah. At least visit. You have to spend Just the night. <laughs> one reason to be over there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, nonetheless, I love this. This was great. Good. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. 
do you want to let them know where they can find you on Instagram? Your like your drawings and yeah. stuff. Um. So Avocator. So A V O K A T D O R. And I'm an illustrator, so I draw random things. Hell yeah. Taking commissions. Yes, I'm also taking commissions. So definitely, if you want to DM me, you can do that too. Yes, yes, um, yes. But it's the same username for everything, like TikTok, cool. Twitter. Yeah, so perfect. Pretty easy to find me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. So go check out Haunted Hometowns on TikTok, yes. Instagram, yes. Twitter, but then also check out Cat's drawings you. on you. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I am gonna check that first. And I will tag Cat so it's easier to find Aww, as well if you go you. to Haunted Hometowns. But. Yeah, check out guest info, like cats, photos related to today's episode, so you can see, you know, what the castle looks like and such, uh, and a bunch of other random stuff related to the paranormal. Yes. Uh, if you want uh, more from Haunted Hometowns, give me a five-star review and share the podcast with all your friends and family. Exactly. Please. I will be doing that. So... Real recognizes real. That's right. You guys have no excuse not to now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, if you have a paranormal experience you'd like me to talk about on the podcast, send it to hauntedhometownspodcast at gmail.com. Could be anything from your prom dress turning from blue to pink, then back to blue, to a piece of the sky clonking you on your head and no Ooh. one believing you. Let me know because I'll believe you. Yeah, I'll believe you too. Just let us know. Just got to right. reach out. Our paranormal investigators here. Uh, we'll get listen, to the bottom the of it. The world is not as boring as you think it is. That part. Especially if you believe. That part. In paranormal stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I'll meet you all back here in a couple weeks because everyone loves a ghost story. The theme song is by Tyre. Follow him on social media at Queer Pop Star and go stream his music anywhere you listen to your music. T-H-A-I-R. The artwork is by Pepe Munoz. Follow him on social media at p.e.p.e.munoz, M-U-N-O-Z. I got my information from savannahillinois.us, mycarrollcountynews.com, the travel channel, and ghostresearch.org.